0: So you've had bariatric surgery, and you know some people take bariatric vitamins, but you've also heard They're not necessary. Who's right and why? Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist Dr. Susan Mitchell. Let's go beyond bariatric surgery and talk about everything you need to move on. Just ahead, Amanda Clark, bariatric dietitian and our podcast content director, is here to help you cut through the confusion surrounding bariatric multivitamins. So stick around. If you've had bariatric surgery, you need a specific bariatric multivitamin, not an off the shelf version. There's a big difference. In Australia, choose BN Multi. Find them at BeyondBariatricSurgery.com in the shop. Joining me via Skype from the Gold Coast of Australia is Amanda Clark, our content director, creator and author of the Portion Perfection Kits for Weight Loss and for Bariatrics. Amanda believes that when you see how much is right to eat and you have practical tools to help you, you have a much greater understanding of what to do and how to do it. Hey, Amanda, I'm glad you could check in with us today. It's been a while. Yeah. Hey, Susan. It's great to be back. So you know what? Let's just jump right in because I have a lot of questions and I know people are very interested in this topic. What is a bariatric multivitamin and what makes it different from just your good old general multivitamin?
1: Well, the bariatric version covers the same range of nutrients that you find in an off-the-shelf multivitamin but the proportions are really different. You know, they're really specific to the vitamins and minerals or the nutrients that are needed after this type of surgery.
0: So talk specifically about these nutrients that are for the person that's gone through this type of surgery.
1: Well, we need everything, but the main nutrients that you have a greater need for are vitamin D, folate, vitamin B12, iron, sometimes thiamine, And calcium. But I want to point out that calcium usually needs to be taken separately because it interferes with the absorption of iron and also because we've got quite a high requirement for calcium and it's actually quite a bulky, chalky kind of nutrient. So to put enough calcium into your multivitamin is going to make that multivitamin very large. So while we're going to talk specifically about the multivitamin in this podcast, there's often more to a supplement regime than just the multivitamin.
0: As I, I remember talking to bariatric dietitian Gail Brazzi-Smith, and we talked about mm. vitamin B12 in episode 15. So if you missed it, be sure to go back and listen because B12 is so important to feeling well, and she shares a lot of tips that will surprise you. Why do you think, Amanda, that people are falling short of B12 as well as a lot of these other nutrients that you just mentioned?
1: Yeah, it's a combination of factors. You know, firstly, you might be deficient in some of these nutrients even before surgery, especially if you eat a lot of highly processed foods and not so many natural whole foods, leading up to surgery.
0: And that's it's so easy to do in our fast paced grab it and go world, certainly here mm-hmm. anywhere, where fast foods and availability of them, you just have to turn your head and you can find things very quick to pick up. And they're not always the best choices.
1: Apart from that, we've also just got that you've got a low intake of food and therefore a low intake of nutrients after surgery. So this applies to any of the bariatric surgeries, and that includes the short-term gastric balloon as well.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is not enough nutrient-rich foods or foods loaded with vitamins and minerals, and maybe a pre-surgery style of eating that still continues post-surgery.
1: Well, it's probably more that pre-surgery there's perhaps... Insufficient really good quality food, and the same thing happens after surgery just because you can't get in enough good quality food. So that's actually one of the downsides of these surgeries. You just can't physically take in enough food to provide your nutritional needs, no matter how much of a turnaround you've made with your diet
0: I know and what about the fact that the body doesn't absorb some nutrients so well which we also call malabsorption that must add a lot of additional pressure
1: yeah it does so if we think about the procedures gastric banding or lap banding is purely restrictive so nothing has been removed from your anatomy so it simply comes down to not enough food Then you've got sleeve gastrectomy or gastric sleeve, which is not generally considered as causing malabsorption, but I would actually argue that it does because once you remove 80% of your stomach, that removes 80% of the cells that produce gastric acid and intrinsic factor. And this leads to malabsorption of nutrients. So not necessarily calorie malabsorption, but nutrient malabsorption, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so the uh, intrinsic factor we heard from Gail is so important, the body needs to produce that for the absorption of B12 from your foods and supplements.
1: Yeah, so that and the lack of gastric acid, which your stomach lining produces, potentially affects the absorption of not only vitamin B12 from a second angle, so you haven't got the intrinsic factor, but you also haven't got the gastric acid, But it also affects the absorption of folic acid, vitamin C, beta carotene, iron, magnesium, zinc, copper, and a whole lot of other trace minerals. Trace just meaning we only need a very small quantity of them. But clearly, if your absorption gets worse, you become at risk of deficiency of these. So we need them in a supplement. So all of these should be found in a good quality bariatric vitamin, whereas they may not be in a standard off-the-shelf version.
0: Did you miss what Amanda just said? If so, it's so important, let's say it again, that an off-the-shelf regular A to Z version of a multivitamin will likely not contain the nutrients that you need after surgery. And then we have the surgeries that involve bypassing part of the intestine where we absorb the vitamins and minerals. So what's happening there, Amanda?
1: Yeah, so that'll be Roux-en-Y bypass and the omega loop bypass and the biliopancreatic diversion or duodenal switch. Now, all of these surgeries result in low or no gastric acid production in the small intestine and the bypass of increasing amounts of the small intestine between those surgeries, each of these surgeries needs the bariatric multivitamin plus additional doses of specific nutrients. And it depends on how much of the intestine is actually bypassed. So I'm going to suggest that if you've had one of these surgeries, your surgeon knows how much intestine has been bypassed and what additional nutrients will be required. But as a generalization, I'd be looking at the bariatric vitamin plus extra iron, vitamin D, possibly B12, and calcium for all of them, and probably additional fat-soluble vitamins A, E, and K for biliopancreatic diversion, definitely. But I have also seen the need for those in omega loop bypass.
0: And I agree with exactly what you're saying. And it's always important to keep up to date with blood tests too, because you may just have a low absorption of a nutrient, such as iron, that then gets worse after surgery. But there's a little caveat to this, right?
1: Well, yeah. At the same I, I, same time, I think it's important to note that not all nutrients can be accurately measured by blood test. So when you think about it, the calcium. Is in our bones and we're not assessing what's in our bones with that blood test. So your calcium reading on your blood test is not actually telling you that you've had good calcium intake or that you've got good calcium stores. The test is actually being done for another reason. So interpretation of pathology should be left to the dietitian.
0: Yeah, you know, calcium is one of those minerals that you need to ensure you take in enough of because calcium is involved in muscle contraction and relaxation. And just think about it, your heart is one of those muscles that contracts and relaxes. And then your body does a really good job of keeping your blood calcium right. So if the calcium doesn't come in via your diet or supplements, then guess what it does? It just actually comes out of your bones to fill the needs of your bloodstream. So what does that mean? Your blood test looks fine all the time, but your bones might be breaking down through low calcium intake or absorption, pulling it right out of the bones.
1: Right, right. So blood tests tell us some of the nutrients and they give us a clue as to whether nutritional problems might be developing, but they don't tell us everything. And this is a nutritional surgery. And that's why most surgeons work with a bariatric dietitian. It's because it's not a simple problem. So it's good to stay connected with an expert.
0: Yeah, and I so agree. And just like in other fields of medicine, dietitians are specializing too you can't know everything about nutrition because it's so advanced now and you need a good bariatric dietitian with a specialization to be your support when you're going through this okay how many folks do you think actually take a bariatric formula after surgery
1: mm. well we actually did our own research research and that tells us that only 50 percent of people are using a specific bariatric formula after surgery. 25% are using an off the shelf version and 25% of people are using nothing at all. And that is concerning.
0: Okay, did you hear that? Where do you fall? Are you in that I'm not doing anything at all or I'm using an off the shelf? I hope that we can change that. If you're not taking a supplement, please get on one. They are more important than you think And I hope you've heard that here today so far. If you're taking an off the shelf version switch and if you're taking a bariatric one, you want to be sure and assess how well it meets your needs. It's all about you and making sure that you have what you need to move on. So, Amanda, what would we look for on the label of a bariatric supplement to know that indeed we have what we need?
1: Well, there are a variety of things that I would look at, but For simplicity, let's go with the vitamin B12. Now, the American guidelines for vitamin B12 intake after all surgeries via a supplement is about 500 micrograms per day. So remember that, 500, if you're not near your vitamin um, bottle right now. So if you're taking an off-the-shelf version and it's close by, pick it up, take a look at the vitamin B12 content you're likely to find something like 30 micrograms. So even taking two off-the-shelf multivitamins, which I know some patients have been advised, but this is old advice. It's not current at all and it's not going to be enough. You know, it's true though that before bariatric multivitamins existed, that's what we recommended. And that's before the research was done to work out what we actually needed. Now we've got very clear guidelines. And taking two off-the-shelf vitamins or taking a pregnancy multivitamin does not meet the uh, the guidelines.
0: Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And it's a nice, easy check. So go pick up your vitamin bottle and take a look right now. It, it's concerning, too, because... We could be setting people up for problems in the long run. Why do you think that is, that half the bariatric population, um, they're not taking supplements or they're taking supplements that are not designed to meet their needs at all?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that expense is a concern that I hear um, quite a lot. Now, the problem is if you start with an off-the-shelf multi and then you take supplements separate supplements to meet the guidelines, so you need more of this and more of that, it actually costs more. My real concern is that sometimes hospitals can make surgery available without any out-of-pocket expense, and that is fantastic. But no allowance is made for providing the supplements that that patient now needs Forever.
0: Can, I, and can that, I just jump in here because that word really sure. sticks in my mind when you said it, that the patient needs forever. So in other words, what I'm hearing you say is that bariatric supplements are not just for this week after surgery or next month or the first three months, but they're a part of your life from here on out.
1: Exactly. And I think some people forget the importance the more years they get away from surgery, because the fact is that even if you regained all your weight and you felt that you're eating like a completely normal person, if you've had anything other than a gastric band, then you've got some malabsorption and you still need to take that bariatric multivitamin, whether or not you felt that the bariatric surgery did you any good. Well,
0: that makes a lot of sense. And so uh, are you seeing changes and that hospitals or surgeons start to mention that, that they need supplements or that they're provided as part of the surgery or are dieticians being called in on more of these surgeries so that they say hey look this needs to be part of the plan it needs to be part of the overall consideration from the very beginning
1: Mm, not in my experience so uh, you know I meet quite a lot of people who had surgery done at no out-of-pocket expense both either in the US or in Australia but the the hospital is really focused on getting you through surgery and they're kind of feeling like, well, our job is done. But we're we're setting this person up to have malabsorption of nutrients. So we're setting them up for malnutrition. And because we did that, we really need to make sure that they can provide for their needs in the long run. And if not, then we need to do it.
0: Well, absolutely, because part of this whole situation is that you're having surgery, you're wanting to just, um improve your life and improve your standard of living and surgery does that for sure but then if you go from that to an inadequate nutritional status you're really not gaining a lot if you start to have problems that are going to result from nutritionally inadequate diets or malabsorption or the combination of both would that be right
1: exactly right
0: yes Okay. And so something else for you, for you to consider, because years down the track, hopefully you've forgotten about us or maybe not, and you're surgeon and <laughs> you're just living your life. But if you put your faith in a good quality bariatric multivitamin, then you've got to trust that they're doing research or, or that as the research is being done in the nutritional world, that these companies step up to the plate and apply those research changes to the supplements that they make so that in the end you know that you're getting an updated product
1: that's a really good point and you know just still thinking about why people don't take their vitamins I do think that accessibility has been a problem in the past you know as bariatric vitamins were first introduced you know it was hard to get them but now that most people are online that's not so much of a problem So I don't think that's it. I do think that that old advice could be part of the problem, though, you know, people being told to take two general or one pregnancy multivitamin. But research has really changed our knowledge. Thinking about other reasons, I know some people don't like the taste of a chewable.
0: I know um, that some of you say that those vitamins repeat on them or that they would, what we would say here in the States, you burp up the flavor of the vitamin or what you say it repeats on you. Is that common across the board or more specific to chewable? Well, it, it's
1: definitely its definitely more common with a chewable than um, than a capsule. And so maybe a capsule is a better option for these people. But... If you have any problems swallowing tablets, then a gel capsule is perfect. You know, if you take it with a hot cup of tea, the capsule will just dissolve quite quickly. I also think that just plain forgetting to take your vitamins is a common problem, and we can come back to that in a moment. You know, I do often hear that people may be good at taking their first vitamin in the morning, but they forget the evening one. And if it's a split dose, you really need those two. So. Sometimes I do advise that people take them both in the morning in that case because although it's not as good as splitting the dose because your body gets two goes at absorbing the nutrients when you split it and that's definitely better but it's better to take two at once than to only take one a day because you're only getting half the dose by forgetting the second one.
0: And that would for, for certainly be a consideration depending on the type of surgery you had and if malabsorption's an issue. Mm right? Yeah. D- and definitely
1: taking it twice a day is the way to go. So so setting yourself up to be able to remember the second one, which we can talk about in a moment, I think is um, is a fair
0: So point. going back to having trouble swallowing pills, and you'll, you'll hear a lot of people say that. I've heard them say, gosh, that pill is so big. There's no way. It's like swallowing a golf ball. You know, so what are you seeing a lot more um, forms of supplements now, even than say even just a few years ago.
1: Yeah, definitely. So chewable is often what we recommend. And the reason it's recommended is because everything's kind of broken down. You haven't got a hard tablet that we're relying on dissolving in your stomach to get the start of that digestive process happening. So chewable, definitely good. Capsule can also be good, particularly if you take it with that hot cup of tea, because then you've got the contents available in your stomach straight away, and it's just as good as having taken a chewable. Uh, You can get liquids, you can even get patches now. So I I really think there's something for everyone.
0: And I, I still think there's confusion or maybe the word would be uncertainty about what to be taking. And some people might even say, well, does the patch work as well as the capsule? And maybe you can speak to that as well as this uncertainty or confusion.
1: Mm. I probably can't say much about the patch at this point in time. I did meet a researcher at the last conference in the U.S. who uh, had had bariatric surgery herself and she was doing some research on the patch. And she certainly found that her blood levels were staying okay. But as we know, some of those blood levels take a long time to go down. And so they haven't actually done the research, as far as I know, on the, the nutrients getting straight into your bloodstream. So there's probably still some things to be revealed there. Um, But, you know, yes, certainly people can be a bit confused about what to take when you've got a multi-supplement regime. And particularly if you're talking to other people, because somebody else's multivitamin regime might be quite different to yours, because you've got your own particular problems. Um, And that's also why the annual blood testing sits as a backup. And it's, it's worthwhile though catching up with your dietitian if you have any poor results come back so your regime can be tweaked. Doctors don't necessarily have the knowledge to get the supplementation right, but a bariatric dietitian will. So if you're no longer in touch with your team or heaven forbid you never had a dietitian, we consult via Skype from our office in Australia we can get an understanding of your history. You can keep a food diary for three days. We can analyze it. And we can give you very clear advice on the supplement re- regime that we would recommend, whether you're in the U.S. or Australia.
0: Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm so glad you said that. It's important. And, and I know many of our listeners would love to go straight to experts like you. So make sure you find a good bariatric dietitian to work with and can address your issues, not just the general issues, but the issues that are important to you.
1: Yeah, no problem. This is a specialist area. So not every dietitian or bariatric surgeon for that matter is going to be able to confidently answer your queries.
0: Oh, good point. Okay. Some of you have told me that you don't like taking pills and therefore you had the surgery to reduce the number of pills, but now you feel like you're just swapping medications for supplements. What do you say to that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. But what a luxury to be able to do that really. You know, I like to make it really clear that this is going to be a forever thing before surgery. So people, Expect that, and it it is no no kind of nasty surprise after the fact.
0: Yeah, I think it needs to be told right up front. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we've hammered out why you should use bariatric-specific supplements. Uh, We've acknowledged that sometimes you don't do it. We've encouraged you to go get back onto them now let's see if we can help you have good intentions to follow through that means taking them every day seeing this as part of your lifestyle and something that you're going to do from here on out so what tips Samantha, do you have for taking your supplements so that they become part of what you do like brushing your teeth
1: yeah so firstly i'd say try and link the behavior to something else like brushing your teeth or taking them with breakfast and dinner. In fact, these are probably the ideal times to take your multivitamin because you want to space them out and you want to separate the multivitamin from a separate calcium dose. So take calcium at something like morning and afternoon tea, so at least two hours away from the multivitamin. And if you have extra iron or vitamin D, then you can take that at the same time as the multivitamin. So think about the multivitamin going with breakfast and dinner. Just keep the calcium away, and we'll talk more about calcium supplements and bone health in depth another time.
0: Yeah, I think taking it with, like you said, a multi with your meals makes it easier to remember. And I'm going to add, carry them with you. You know, your little portion perfection snackers, <laughs> My ah. little container goes with me to the gym, to work, and there's the little top one that's so small that you could just put your little supplements in that and have them go right along with you. <laughs>
1: Good point. I like that. It is very handy for that. You could also have several bottles on the go. So you keep one at work for if you've got at home, that sort of thing. Or you, you could keep them in your handbag or briefcase if you like one of those big bottomless pit handbags that carry everything.
0: <laughs> yes, I like that one. Or you could just set a reminder like on your phone, right? If you use Siri, you can say, Siri, set me an alarm for 1030 and go boop or whatever time it is. That's going to be important to you, some kind of reminder, maybe it's a sticky on your computer, or whatever works for you.
1: Yeah, I think um, most people have the opportunity to set that little recurring alarm on your phone. Um, but yeah, true, if, if you're not tech savvy, you know, the, the yellow sticky note can um, goes a long way. Stick it on the mirror in the bathroom or something to make sure when you brush your teeth after breakfast and after dinner that you have taken your multivitamin.
0: So before we go, is there anyone who shouldn't take a bariatric multivitamin?
1: Ah, yes, there could be. Hopefully that will be established by a t- dietitian early on in the planning for your surgery. I won't go into all the possibilities, but sometimes someone may not be able to take one of the nutrients, such as if you have a condition called hemochromatosis, we, we would avoid iron in a supplement because that's a, a an iron storage disease. And so then we need to make a concoction of off-the-shelf supplements to meet the same needs for all the other nutrients while avoiding
0: iron i'm glad you brought that one up okay thanks amanda for making time this is, is such good information and you've given us a great deal of detail on bariatric supplements i appreciate it
1: you're most welcome
0: well amanda gave you some terrific information didn't she Remember that a bariatric multivitamin may not be the only supplement you need to take. Calcium is usually necessary, but it's not usually contained in the same supplement because it would make that pill just way too big. We'll talk more about that in another episode, and there may be others that you need more of based on your surgery type but no doubt you've heard the BN Multi ads here on the podcast. Amanda and I like the nutrients and the amount of these nutrients, so we partnered to make them available to you in Australia. If you take BN Multi, which comes as a chewable or capsule, you'll need two per day. The chewable contains some calcium, the capsule doesn't, so you'll need that separate BN Cal. Find that with Beyond Bariatric Surgery, in the shop. And here on the Beyond Bariatric Surgery podcast, we're all about your success. I hope we're giving you a lot of tools that are being helpful to you every time a podcast comes out. And don't forget to check our website, beyondbariatricsurgery.com. You can find out everything we talk about pretty much there, courses we have to offer, the supplements you might need that we've talked about today. And did you know we have a closed Facebook group? It's called Bariatric Surgery Eating. You can be a part of our group, you can talk about issues, you can ask questions, post pictures, all kinds of things, very supportive, private place to post because it is a closed group. So go to Bariatric Surgery Eating, request to join. It's a, They're free resources, and guess what? This podcast is one of them. Beyond Bariatric Surgery is produced and buy by calories LLC, all rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms conditions diseases diagnosis treatments and side effects podcast guests express their own opinions experience and conclusions which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host great ideas in nutrition or practicalities
1: llc